0: Hello homies. A little bit of a warning about today's episode of Homegrown Horror. We are going to discuss a very tragic hate crime that occurred here in Maine. If that is something that you are not okay listening to, it's totally fine to stop now and we'll see you again next week. Also, I have a lot of sources for this episode. They're all going to be in the show notes because it's just way too much for me to add at the end. But as always, we very much appreciate you listening and enjoy the show. Hey Jackson, I got your text message, and oh my god! Well, well, well. Welcome
1: to the lab, B, and t- and say hello to the world's first ever time machine. That's right.
0: This is what you've been working on.
1: Yep, it's a fan boat, uh, with a very with a brass chair attached to it. But this is a time machine.
0: You know that it works.
1: Oh, absolutely. In theory, in theory, I know it works. But B, there's really only one good way to test this out. We gotta get into this thing.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! There's so many things we could do, so many places we could go, oh, so yeah. many things we could.
1: There's a change. lot. Change. This is too
0: much power. This
1: is a lot of options. I know, but okay. Hey, B. I know. Wait, a lot does of she power. have a name? Uh, Sisyphus.
0: Oh, Sisyphus, I love you. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited, Jackson. What do we do? Oh my god.
1: Well, B. So we don't only have enough juice right now. For one trip there and back.
0: Okay. Because if we oh. don't
1: if we we could get stranded in time if we don't have enough juice and we can only get it here in this time period. Okay. Because so, I have all the refining equipment right here. Perfect. Okay.
0: Okay. So oh my
1: gosh. We're, we're gonna put in this. I already got the time selected. Uh I'll how about I surprise you, alright? You're gonna love this.
0: Okay. Okay. Sure.
1: Alright, let's get the crystal in. Ready? <laughs> oh, here we go.
0: Energize your eyes, me! <laughs>
1: Oh, we Wait. made it.
0: Is that a fucking Baskin-Robbins?
1: It's the first Baskin-Robbins in the country. Yes, indeed. We're this- going to try
0: all 31 original flavors, beef. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
1: Hello! Welcome to Home. Oh. Oh.
0: spooky podcast where we talk about a lot of different things we talk about true crime we talk about uh ghosts ghouls and the supernatural and today we are talking about a hate crime <laughs> hate crimes woo! which falls under true crime but this is yeah it's a rough featuring one featuring
1: special guest mark Wahlberg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm be a co- uh, co-host i'm yeah.
1: jackson a co-host
0: and it is a very rainy Monday morning.
1: It's kind of nice. I like it. Cathartic, you yeah. know?
0: Mm-hmm. It's very
1: cozy. I'd want some tomato soup right now.
0: That would be wonderful. And uh, right? we were just watching uh, some videos um, of uh, a YouTuber named Charmeleon, and she was in Osaka, and they got uh, okonomayaki, and it looked
1: so good. What's okonomayaki? Uh, what's that uh-huh. is yeah, that.
0: basically a savory pancake
1: ooh savory pancake it
0: literally means what you want fried
1: <laughs> i love that
0: <laughs> and yeah I was just like that so, sounds so, like the
1: slogan of a new fast food chain <laughs> being built in America right now <laughs>
0: what you want fried <laughs> it should be but um yeah I, so before you when you came when you came in, uh, I was looking at restaurants because I'm like, I want to go out sometime maybe this week, weekend-ish because I'm like, I really want really warm Japanese food or Ooh. Asian because I was also looking at Szechuan Kitchen, um, Empire Chinese Kitchen, which I don't think you've been to, but they are amazing. So I'm just like bopping around and I'm like, I kind of want to make this plan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd be so do down. this
0: Do this for myself. <laughs>
1: Name the date. I'll be there.
0: Yep. But so, and last weekend was a little wonky because we took a day off. Oh, People yeah, yeah. To the gorillas. Woo! It
1: was an amazing concert. We were down in Boston. Uh, Damon Albarn there in all his glory.
0: It was wonderful. It was a
1: lot of fun. I was, um, our seat position, I think, also, like, we lost our hearing a little bit, I it was, think. It
0: was great. <laughs> I've, I have had worse. Yeah. I for, think for, I believe it. There was the like I think it was the most like off the wall concert I've ever been to. But yeah, I, I definitely lost Out of like,
1: <laughs> out of concerts I've been to, I came out of this one the least damaged. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, nor other concerts, it's like, my rib hurts. It's
0: all gone. Yeah, because <laughs> you're usually on the floor. Yeah. Uh, but it was really great. Uh, I, TD Garden's a great place to go. I think I've mentioned it before. It was fun. I really like TD Garden.
1: Oh yeah, and it's it was very, so easy to like get around and get to the seats too, which I it's really like. super
0: liked. cushy, like. Super
1: cushy, Yeah. With your $15 beers, and your, like, $12 two-piece chicken nuggets. Yeah. Did you get
0: chicken? You got food? No, 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 I didn't get any
1: food. I, like, wasn't brave enough. I did get a beer, and I regretted the beer. Yeah.
0: They did open... We went... Because they opened up a new food place down yeah. um, sort of on the station level. We went to... Uh, I think it was called Momokun.
1: Mm, yeah. And
0: I couldn't eat anything. <laughs>
1: It was everything had sesame. Everything had
0: sesame, and I was very sad. So I just had some karage, which is fried chicken. They were so nice to you. <laughs> they were so nice. They were to me. so
1: apologetic the entire time. They were
0: so nice, and I'm like, no, just this. is Like the fact that I could at least eat the chick, the fried chicken, because like yeah. I love Japanese fried chicken. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I was like, this is fine. I was like, white I, rice, we're good.
0: I'll, I'm fine. And then I went back down to, to Massachusetts. I had... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah.
1: At the restaurant though, I had tiny little duck tacos. tacos. I thought they would be a little bigger. No, they
0: were very small. They were
1: so small. It was like bite-sized duck small, tacos. They were on the
0: small plate section and they meant it. Well,
1: <laughs> like, I don't know, it was 12 bucks. I felt little ripped off, but it was but yeah,
0: fine. Uh, it's Iron Chef Morimoto's restaurant. And that was the other thing is I was very sad cuz like I want to marry Morimoto.
1: <laughs> I love that man. He would hate being married to you because of the sesame <laughs> the allergy. Sesame allergy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do anything for her.
0: Nothing! <laughs> uh, and then I went back to, Allegra and I went back down to Massachusetts for a bachelorette party. We went axe throwing and then we also did knife throwing at a place called Farshot. It was amazing. And I got, so uh, we were playing a game called King of the Hill. And so basically what you do is two people go, whoever wins, like whoever gets the, be- the highest points out of that, that grouping, The lowest is out, the other one continues on, and you continue that way until you hit a certain number of, like, each round you stay in is a point, Mm -hmm. and it just keeps going until someone gets the highest amount of points. Sick. And so when we were doing it for the knives, I came in second for the axe throwing, which was like, woo. And then when we did the knives, I was just sort of like, I kind of, I was like, I finally got the hang of it, because I wasn't super great at the beginning, because it's a little trickier, but I threw one and I hit the bullseye, and I was like... Oh my God. I was like, nope, <laughs> that's a fluke. That's not happening again. And then I threw my second one and it hit the bullseye again and everyone just lost it. And I was like, oh my God. I can't believe I did that. And then could I. Could you only
1: throw it two at a time?
0: Yeah, it was two at a time. Ah,
1: you could have gone for a
0: third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep yeah. Going. So it's two at a time. And then later after the game, um, because I didn't get a good picture of that one and I was very forlorn. But then I was kind of doing it again and then I got another double bullseye. So I got a photo of that one. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. I I know that the, one, the axe pit here has that battle box and I think yeah, it yeah. has knives in it. So I think we should do the knives. I instead. think so too.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it was
0: so much fun. I highly like if you're in Worcester... I highly recommend Farshot. You do axe throwing, knives, and they also have an archery range. It was great. They were very wonderful teachers. And that was my weekend. And you had a... I (laughs) had my
1: four-year anniversary.
0: Yeah,
1: It's the year of Saran Wrap. That's the gift. Seriously? No. I don't know what it is. I
0: would have believed you. I think uh, ours was... The first is paper. That's all I know.
1: What? Seriously? It's paper? It's paper. Get the fuck out of here uh
0: (laughs) does money count
1: i I guess it does (laughs) then what's the point of like doing that though my dad um when he was growing up quick tangential story about my dad when he was growing up every christmas he and his mom would exchange checks of the same dollar amount that was their tradition Okay, so... Why?
0: Also, (laughs) I realized this is an audio medium and nobody saw my fucking hand gestures.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you went full Italian on me.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was what was really funny is you were just sort of like... When we were planning... We were thinking of going to a Sicilian place when we were in Boston. And you're like, well, you're the resident Italian, so you have to speak Italian. (laughs) Connect with uh... the people. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: They'll believe you.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So, yeah uh where was that four year anniversary um this year we're going to get tattoos at some point later this year i think or at the beginning of next
0: uh does it have to do with disco elysium
1: mine's gonna be related (laughs) to disco elysium yes i'm going to get unless i change my mind i'm going to get the Inland empire uh character skill tattooed somewhere on my back probably uh, right above my ass crack. <laughs> I've known shoulder, I had, shoulder. I was gonna. Say, I have friends who
0: had. I, I had a friend who had um, Bender from Futurama tattooed on her butt. It's a choice like, on her butt cheek. Yeah. Like eat my shiny metal ass. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was wonderful. 10 out of 10 awesome she'll Excellent. never regret that <laughs> no i don't think she will <laughs> probably nope, people
1: who get those tend to not <laughs>
0: no she was like the cool she was the cool person i worked with it well i worked with a lot of cool people at hot topic but she was like the beyond cool oh yeah like the Just kind like, of like way too cool for like school kind of like, like if i damn. stand
1: next to you i'm going to freeze <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Ten-year, uh, four-year anniversary was good. We went out to dinner. Um, we're going to do an, a York beach trip at some point because it was very rainy on the day of,
0: so. Yeah, my co-worker was like, how'd you do in the storm? And I was like, what storm?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there.
0: <laughs> Speaking of storm and gloom, <laughs> gloom and doom.
1: Let's get into let's it. Let's
0: dig into today's story. Now, I want, I, this was one of the very first stories that I actually looked at in 2018 when I conceived the podcast Mm -hmm.
1: when it came to you in a dream one night
0: and you know i was one of the things i was doing is like i want to start a podcast so i had like on my breaks at work i just started like looking up stuff and so this has sat in my bookmarks since then (laughs) i love that (laughs) and um i think this is a perfect time because we are talking about it Mm -hmm. so in 19 uh it's wow in Wow, I eighteen ninety six in nineteen eighty six Wow, like my dyscalculia came out really strong there. So in nineteen eighty six, Stephen King's twenty second novel, it, was released after four years of him working on it audience reception was generally positive and it has an enduring legacy with a 1990 miniseries and two film remakes from the 2010s, which we will be watching. (laughs) When (laughs) IT Chapter 2 hit theaters in 2019, audiences were introduced to a character from the novel that was noticeably absent from the 90s adaptation, Adrian Mellon, who was an openly gay man who met a tragic end at the hands of a a group of homophobic teens, and Pennywise. Wow,
1: they took that out?
0: Oh, yeah. It's not in the original.
1: Wow. It's not in the
0: original adaptation.
1: That's so interesting. I th- I feel like with a miniseries, you'd have more opportunity to dive into, like, details.
0: I think they cut a lot out so, from well, what, I've, what I've heard.
1: Yeah. I think, well, all the media has, you know, like, for what they can condense to.
0: Mm-hmm. The first few chapters of Stephen King's novel cover the last moments of Adrian's life and the investigation in the aftermath of his death But something that readers may not know is that Adrian Mellon is based on a real young man who lost his life in Bangor, 23-year-old Charlie Howard. King notes, At the time I started writing It, the Howard murder had just happened. It was fresh in my mind and fitted my idea of Derry as a place where terrible things happen. Mm. And maybe needless to say, I was outraged. It was a hate crime. Wow. And we also discussed... Through doing this, I realized that Derry is modeled after Bangor, Mm -hmm. which made a lot more sense to me knowing that now. And I feel like it should have been obvious, but it wasn't. Charlie was kind of soft in demeanor. He preferred to keep to himself. He was born and raised in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, His birthday was January 31st, 1961. He was effeminate from a young age and he suffered from asthma, which made him a target of frequent bullying. World Queer Story notes that Charlie even skipped his high school graduation not to hide from his abusers, but to spare his family from seeing the relentless bullying that he endured. In 1984, he made the decision to move to Maine. It seems like he kind of tried a couple different places, but eventually landed in Bangor. Charlie made friends through the local Unitarian Church. He became a member there, and he was an active member in their gay rights support group Interweave,
1: Unitarians are very chill. They overall. seemed
0: really chill. Yeah,
1: they're like, they're all like, everyone's saved. You don't have to do shit. They're like, all saved.
0: Also, the fact of the matter is like, this is the 80s. And I'll I, I touch on it a little bit later, but this is the 80s. Mm-hmm.
1: People
0: were not, people were just outright afraid of gay people. Yeah. And the fact that like, they, this church in Bangor, Maine has a active gay rights support group. Is amazing to me. Yeah, it really is. At this time, he had begun in great uh, embracing his identity as a gay man. He would often carry a purse. He wore earrings, and he was very fashion forward. A local gay woman would later tell the New York Times the only way to e- we could exist in Bangor was by fitting in, not by looking different. And uh, the other thing to note is the fact that she is clo- like this woman was closeted, so she requested. That her, like, there would be no identification because she was she feared that she would lose her job.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, she continued to say that was Charlie's problem. He was very open about it. Charlie was so outlandish, swishy, and flamboyant. He was all the cliches of a young gay man, though he was very endearing and non threatening. Prior to his death, Charlie did draw ire uh, not only to his sexual orientation, but his appearance. He was harassed by local teens and had been chased out of the grocery store at least one time by a woman who had accused him of being a pervert. The worst came when Charlie had returned home one day to find that his pet cat had been strangled to death.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, but despite all of that, he outwardly, he never let it dampen his spirit and he stayed true to who he was Mm -hmm. he was very wary about the locals after all of this occurred but he made the choice to continue being who he was
1: who kills a cat
0: assholes
1: yeah like what the fuck Some
0: people who have a lot of hate in their hearts I think
1: it's just insane like why would you go after a defenseless creature to you know whatever piece of shit uh,
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> An English professor at Humane Orono and eventual leader of the Coalition of Lesbians, Gay Men, and Straits in Bangor, Dwight C- uh, Cathart described him as effeminate. He was lovely. He was a friend. He attracted abuse and derision by his appearance and manner. Many of us knew him and admired... Many of us who knew him admired his courage. He died of it. Mm. So on July 7th of 1984... Approximately two months after he moved to Bangor, Charlie and his friend Roy Ogden were coming home from a potluck held by their church, uh, at the church by Interweave. They were downtown and they crossed paths with Daniel Ness, Sean Mabry, and Francis Baines, who were ages uh, 17, 16, and 15, respectively. Hmm. These kids had been out drinking and hopping from party to party, and they spotted Charlie and Roy walking with their arms linked. Supposedly, they recognized them as the gays. Yeah. So they exited their car and gave chase to the two men. Roy was able to escape. But while running, Charlie experienced an asthma attack, which caused him to fall to the ground by the bridge by the Kandusky stream. And the boys surrounded him proceeded to attack him, lifted him up from the ground above their heads, and Charlie had tried to actually grab onto the railing, Mm -hmm. and he pleaded for them to let him go, and he told them that he could not swim. Mm. And he pleaded for his life, and they didn't listen to him. They threw him into the river, and they left the scene.
1: Oh, my fucking God.
0: Roy was able to find a nearby fire alarm, which he pulled to then get help. Yeah, yeah. Charlie's body was recovered at 12, 10 a.m. He was dead and the autopsy would show that he had drowned with his asthma attack as a contributing factor. With uh, the news of his death broke and was made public, one of the boys made the decision to turn himself into the police I could not figure out which one.
1: Probably because they're minors in this at case. At the time, right? yes.
0: The others were arrested shortly after. Wow. On July 9th, two days later, a service was held for Charlie at the Unitarian Church. Over 200 people were in attendance, and they then marched to the bridge where he had died, and they threw flowers into the stream, and that's something that is now a yearly occurrence. Wow. In his mm-hmm. honor. Hmm. And they also afterwards went to the police station to have a candlelight vigil. And there were people that gathered and they did heckle the people who were grieving. Because why not?
1: Fucking losers. Why
0: fucking not? (laughs) So they, but it didn't deter them. They proceeded with their memorials as planned and charlie's death also would trigger protests in other parts of the state including portland they marched down congress street the three boys responsible were charged with manslaughter and they were released on bail to their parents custody as law enforcement did not see them as threats to the community
1: oh my
0: god they claimed that charlie had made a pass at them and attempted to use the gay panic defense
1: seriously are you
0: familiar with that
1: The gay panic defense. Yes, no, it
0: is a that that is the legal term, is the gay panic defense. So basically, what it is is it's when, and I'm not gonna lie, like ninety five percent of the time, it is a straight man using this defense. I don't see a lot of women using it, but the whole the whole the whole thing is, is, a straight man. Felt that he was being hit on. Hit on.
1: And then By, that's why he and reacted? It, and it
0: made them, it oh makes them, so, it makes them afraid and it <laughs> triggers a biological like fear and anger response and they just temporarily lose their faculties and commit murder.
1: Okay. So this wouldn't work if a woman said this about this person cat called me. So I murdered but I was, I ass. was, th-
0: I was thinking it would probably be like, I've never seen like a, I've never seen a woman use it against like a lesbian. Right. Is more what I'm trying to say. No,
1: and I'm saying in Usually, just like, yeah. in just this, in just like a normal, what we not normal, Jesus. In a, in a straight person, like claiming mm-hmm. this other straight person, like, oh, I got catcalled by a construction worker. Mm-hmm. Like they'd be on that
0: woman's ass. Like yep. you go
1: straight to jail. Oh, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: Yep. But because it's a gay person. Yes.
1: At it's this a, time,
0: it was very easy to say, that's completely understandable. It's
1: just so stupid to me that it's like, I, it has a term, the gay panic defense. It's like, ooh, he may me uncomfortable. Jeez. Yeah, he may be
0: uncomfortable, so I murdered him.
1: Oh, fucking,
0: fucking it's yeah. the worst.
1: Just the absolute worst. This,
0: this did not work. But I did want to mention, so in 1980, the same year, 1984, the New York Times, this was, by the way, this was national news. This this was national news. I mean,
1: look at the community response. 200 people. Yeah. So this this is
0: what they said about the perpetrators. They were three teenagers. Two from neat, well-maintained homes on Bangor's prosperous west side have been charged with the murder. They have pleaded not guilty. And the state is to decide next week whether to try them as juveniles or adults.
1: Think of these poor rich boys.
0: This made me so mad.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! This this is so fucking funny.
0: It's like think of these poor these poor little boys these poor boys who were hit on by a gay man and then they murdered him.
1: Like, what would somebody think of them, their futures will be ruined because of this. They should
0: have thought of that before they decided to murder someone. Yeah, they should have. That's my thought. Many fought against the idea that Charlie would have made a pass at three straight teenage boys. Especially since they were in a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there were just as many that believed the boys did not intend to commit murder that night. At least two of them had started falling into trouble. And their principal had commented in the same New York Times article that they may have gone down there to harass someone. I don't think it was because Howard was gay, it was because he was weak, like kids yelling at drunks. The
1: fuck? (laughs) Fire this man. It is 1984 and this this is
0: perfectly logical for the time period and that is bonkers to me.
1: Get me a fucking time machine.
0: (laughs) You want to go fire this guy? No,
1: I want to beat his legs.
0: (laughs) His legs.
1: Break his legs.
0: Just like, I... That's what, and you know, the New York Times article is like, oh, but Bangor is so lovely. It's a very like val like has values and blah 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 and the it's very derisive in a very l- like 80 like low key 80s way where it's not like full of vitriol but like you can tell they were just kind of like but what about these children
1: <laughs> like the the insanity is so deeply ingrained into their logic
0: which again makes time uh, makes sense for this time period yeah, yeah. because the the AIDS crisis is Causing a panic amongst a lot of straight people.
1: Yeah, thanks, Reagan, for handling that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, yeah, uh, just, you know, some kids... The other fact of the matter is, like, it's totally fine for a bunch of teenagers to just go harass someone.
1: Yeah, as right. As long as they don't kill them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, like, kind of funny. Uh, you've seen Trailer Park Boys? No. There's a reoccurring joke throughout the, the series of The Bottle Kids... And so, like, people will be having normal conversations out in the, out in the street and trailer park, and then all of a sudden they're like, get the fuck down! And then there's just a rain of bottles being thrown at them, and it's just a bunch of kids on bicycles. I
0: fucking... Yeah.
1: And it's just treated yeah. it as a normal thing. Sounds
0: about right. <laughs> it sounds right to me. These boy, The boys eventually pleaded guilty to manslaughter, and because their gay panic defense didn't work, they were sentenced as juveniles to the main youth center. Mm-hmm. Uh, records are kind of spotty, but some but documentation does show that Marby served 22 months, Baines served two full years, and Ness's documents are lost, so we do not know. How.
1: Lost? What? It
0: says lost.
1: <laughs> we weren't keeping track. No. Okay.
0: But some people suggest that Ness Ness may have only served up until his 18th birthday.
1: Maybe uh, he was the one that came forward.
0: Yeah, because he was the 17-year-old. Okay, yeah. So I've seen that, but again, it's not super clear. Damn. In 1994, with assistance of a family friend, Baines released a book called Penitence, A True Story, of which he opted to forego any royalties. And he traveled around the state to discuss the dangers of intolerance. So he, I think... It seems like he learned his lesson Mm. and he traveled. uh, um, So after traveling and speaking at schools and other other community organizations, he settled back down in Bangor. The other two disappeared into obscurity. They just, I think one of them had a few more. Hate crimes? Not hate crimes, but um, (laughs) definitely harassment and assault.
1: Cool. cool. Not
0: murder or manslaughter, as they are calling it. I think this is murder to me.
1: Yeah, I thought (laughs) it was... If you
0: throw somebody who is saying they cannot swim and is having an asthma attack into the water, even if they aren't, like...
1: I was going to say, when Fuck. you said manslaughter, I was like, that is Seems generous. L- l-
0: very generous. Yeah,
1: for what that Incredibly all was. Incredibly
0: generous. Yeah,
1: that's insane. Whew.
0: So there is now a memorial to Charlie Howard by the Kandusky Stream. Many still congregate there to honor him and celebrate his life. Many were touched by Charlie's death and as an openly gay man who refused to blend in Especially, like I said, in the 1980s, there was a lot of uh, anti-gay sentiment rising around the AIDS crisis, because, like, if you... I don't know if you've ever looked at any of, like, these public service announcements from the 80s. They're fun. It's not good. No.
1: (laughs) It's really not.
0: Yeah. But he... His act of rebellion was being unabashedly himself, regardless of uh, anything... That, you know, many LGBTQ folks still want to reflect that in their own lives today. A lot of people, there are a lot of articles from recent pride celebrations and recent memorials where people really, especially older folks that were kind of like teenagers around the time this happened, this sort of allowed them to find a voice and find a reason to come out or to really fight for their own rights. And so Charlie's death did do a lot.
1: I guess that's the only thing that's like positive you can take from this, is that this motivates people to action and to create a more tolerant community. And I think Bangor now is known as a very tolerant...
0: Absolutely. So I also wanted to just let you know that 4.9% of Maine's population over the age of 18 identifies as LGBTQ.
1: That's and a very small percentage.
0: Yes, but as of a report in 2016, 19% of hate crimes are anti-gay in nature. Oh my god. Maine has a great po- they do have excellent well, policy 19%
1: for... of hate crimes yes. in Bangor in Maine. In Maine?
0: For a 4.9% of the population.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's probably the smaller of all the hate crimes nope really it's the largest percent
0: no the people? largest percent is race based hate crime which okay, is at 50 saying. this is the second
1: this is the second that's insane okay
0: yeah
1: wait how many other hate crimes are there
0: like disability um who's ha- hating on dis- disabled people <laughs> oh there were there were more. I didn't I didn't want to bring this whole thing in.
1: No no <laughs> I'm a, sorry. I'm but there's just a like, cheat sheet. I can I've pull it never, up if you want it. I've never thought about hate crimes and the categorizations of hate crimes.
0: Like you can also have like a religious. You can have religious based hate crimes. I mean I guess. Like there yeah pretty much anything that someone can identify as you can have a hate crime for it.
1: And these are all perpetrated by Mark Wahlberg right?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maine does have great policies for protecting its citizens on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. But as of 2020, hate crimes, not just in Maine, across the country, but Maine has had a spike in hate crimes. There were 83 incidents of hate crimes in 2020. 29 were related to sexual orientation or gender presentation. And a lot, most of them were towards people of color. hmm who also happen to be LGBTQ+, and...
1: So for like a racist out there, it's a double whammy for them. Yeah,
0: and most, and of course, one of the most vulnerable populations is black LGBTQ people, specifically black trans people. While there is still a there's a, there's a long way to go the echoes of Charlie Howard's death can push us forward to keep making changes for a better future and I also wanted to mention so there's a lot that happened here in Bank like a lot of changes happening in Maine and in Bangor but there's also been an initiative to bring awareness about Charlie Howard back to his hometown of Portsmouth which is also very sweet because there's the gay community there especially young folks don't really know who he was. And they, you know, they've been really trying to make his presence more known and have a memorial for him there as well, which I think is very sweet. Yeah. And that is the murder, and I'm saying murder.
1: It is a murder.
0: Of Charlie Howard.
1: That was I've beautiful. S- Thank you. I mean, in a terrible way. It's
0: fucking awful, but yeah. I, I'm happy to finally tell this story. And um, like I said, there still is a lot... A long way to go because although policy changes, I think people change slower.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Well, I think people change. I think people change faster than policies. Well,
0: in this, <laughs> for some reason, in, in, when it comes to hate,
1: <sighs>
0: the fact that we still have a lot of we hate. We
1: just love to hate. That's the problem.
0: We do, and yeah. it's it's awful. But... I'm really
1: happy you did this story. Like this is this is great. I think that you're the best voice for this. Obviously, among like the two options here. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, out of the two options.
1: <laughs> we um we were talking like logistics about uh, this episode like two weeks ago, and it just still makes me laugh. Um, you were like. I wanted to talk about this hate crime like that's inspired by it and then uh, and or that
0: inspired it was it. like and you were like it's yeah. like it'll
1: be the last one of the the month and i'm like but wait i'm last and she was like oh do you want to do it and i'm like no, no. why would i do to tra- it <laughs> i wanted to try and get it as
0: close to the bonus episode yeah, yeah. as possible this is as close as we can get right also this is my last story of, of the, season, of the one. season
1: one holy shit i better <laughs> I'd better come up with something good. <laughs> but Ooh. I also realized,
0: fun fact, we're actually going to be ending on episode 60 of the mainline episodes. So right perfect, now? perfect timing. This is episode 59. Hell Our last yeah. episode will be episode 60.
1: I don't know if that's true. I was counting the episodes the other day. I think we passed 60. We did? I think so. We need to. Re- I think our episode numbers have been a little whack recently. Do we have to
0: go and fix them? I think
1: we <laughs> might. Need, we might need to. <laughs> so if everybody well, wonders why, oh, why is Homegrown Horror posting seven episodes? It's because we fucked up the numbers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I um like I thought it was nice because then I got to do a real like kind of deep dive on this. I have so many. I don't even know if I'm gonna have enough time in that little section. To to get all of my sources in there. I think
1: you should just put it in the description. That's, I might do that, that's yeah. That's what I do. Uh, I'm yeah. doing that
0: this time. I normally like to put them at the end, but I just... Ha- there's so many. I don't think they're going to fit in that little time slot.
1: You could speed it up like a prescription drug commercial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's so funny I The amount of times when I record the sources, I have to redo it several times because there's usually one that I just keep flubbing up.
1: See, that's why I stopped doing that because (laughs) I was like in my room just talking to a microphone for 10 minutes, fucking up the same like four things. (laughs) Over and
0: over and over and over.
1: So, all right, we're going to be taking it to uh, Bangor. In fact, on this
0: is Oh!
1: Hey, hey, it's a mainism. <laughs> I don't know why I need to scream that song every time. Banger. Banger. Um, so we're going to Bangor, and we're going to be talking about the Death Couch. Ooh. What so, the
0: fuck is the Death Couch?
1: Well, let me tell you, B. So if you're ever in the Bangor Public Library and you're just dying. Wait, it's
0: in the Public Library? Yes.
1: <laughs> it's got a plaque and everything. Here, there's a picture. If you're just (laughs) dying for a seat in the library, you got nowhere to go, you can sit on... I don't think you can actually sit on this.
0: I wouldn't sit on it.
1: Probably not. No, why would you? You can sit on the same couch that former vice president... I mean... (laughs) Hannibal... (laughs) Hamlin died on. He died on this couch. And we've preserved it in this library. How did he die? Natural causes? Oh uh died on the article i'm reading doesn't really give much description as to why he died he died on it on july 4th america's birthday 1891 after collapsing while playing cards i'm gonna assume drinking <laughs> he was probably partying
0: Oh, well, apparently at a house in paris maine
1: wow fancy he
0: was born in paris maine
1: wow he's a paris so maine he's a maina he's a,
0: he's a maina Actually, you want to hear something funny about Paris, Maine? So, are you familiar with the group The Chainsmokers?
1: No. What? No. I don't think so. I might be. I don't know.
0: They're the ones that did the song that, but first, let me take a selfie. No. <laughs> nope. And then uh, they also had Closer with Halsey and then Paris. So, my thought process, so The Chainsmokers are from Maine. So, I like to think that Paris... Is, is Paris about May. Paris. Bay. <laughs>
1: I like that. It's just like they have an Eiffel Tower there too, don't they?
0: I don't probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, in somebody's house probably.
0: But yeah, that's my stupid thing. So fascinating. Yep. That so he just
1: former vice president died on this couch. Uh, is there any details in this Wikipedia article? article that you're looking I'm at? Not,
0: that's I'm okay.
1: Death, Death. fell there you
0: unconscious are. while playing cards at the Tarantino Club he founded in downtown Bangor. He was then placed on one of the club's couches where he died a few hours later of natural causes at the age of 81.
1: Okay, so he collapsed on the couch. Yep. And then he died on the couch of natural causes. He got, okay, so he got so drunk, yep. I think, that he passed out. Yes. And then he died later. Yep.
0: He, he died exactly 65 years to the death of the first two U.S. vice presidents, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson.
1: Wild. There must be some kind of curse or something. Obviously, <laughs> but uh... yep. So you can find this couch. You can look at it. You can take pictures of it. You can lick it if nobody's looking. <laughs> he's over also, at the Bangor Public Library. He's also
0: buried in Mount Hope Cemetery, which I realized that. So even wow. though, whoa, whoa, star-studded
1: cast over at Mount Hope. I
0: know. Even though um, Derry is supposed to be Bangor, Stephen King does mention Mount Hope Cemetery a couple times. Actually,
1: it's iconic. Yeah, yeah it's wild.
0: Yeah, there's a taxi driver that drives Bill to the Chinese restaurant. Where can he's you go
1: meeting. there? Uh, can you go to Mount Hope Cemetery at night?
0: Do you want to go check it out?
1: Yeah, let's try to interview Hamlin.
0: Yeah, but so uh, in the book, where okay. I'm at, they're meeting at the Chinese restaurant, and the taxi driver. Uh, talks about wanting that he's like, I have a plot in that hope cemetery and he like he keeps every time he swears he's like Pardon my French if you're a religious man <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was
0: funny the first few times but he does it every single time and it's like
1: okay. Okay. All right. yeah. okay. But
0: Bill gets along with him and it's very it's a very cute little moment. They're talking about gentrification. Oh fun. You know, fine. they built a mall. So Great. It's
1: like, how are we contributing to
0: it? I hate the Bangor Mall. Like, from. Here's the thing when you work in retail in a mall, you hate all of the other malls around because you are always being compared to them by corporate.
1: It's. So far the hot topic
0: at the Bangor mall suck eggs <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: their goals they always beat their goals but I think it was also because their store was smaller yeah and yeah like it was...
1: they had like lower expectations I think so yeah that's what's something that's kind of weird about retail is like it is like if you beat your goals you're just your goals increase for the next, next year and it just keeps going there so the secret is to just do the bare minimum as a store. You know. Do
0: like just under... Oh my God.
1: Just slightly over the goal.
0: Yeah. It's like... I try... Like when I worked in retail, I tried too hard to hit goal. When I worked at you Hot Topic... They don't give no, a shit No, when I worked you. at Hot Topic, I spent... We all spent a lot of our own money to make goal. It was really upsetting. That is...
1: That's insane. Um... Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah,
0: there was one time the reporting was wrong. So we for Black Friday, two of our people who had gone home already came back, spent like five hundred dollars worth of stuff, and they were like, Why? Oh no, you actually needed an additional six hundred. Sorry.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> we were all so mad. <laughs> I
1: I just think it's insane that anybody would ask their employees to buy their shit. <laughs> uh, anyway,
0: Ugh. Well, long story short, don't work retail. And if you have to, do the bare minimum.
1: Capitalism is cancer. Have a good night, everybody. Quiet quitting. (laughs) Quiet quitting.
0: All right. We'll see you next time for the last episode of season one.
1: Ooh, I hope it's good. Bye. Bye.